Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. Hello, I'm Auntie Leah and we're looking forward to another Sabbath where we can put aside all our work and play and spend special time with Jesus. Thank you so much for joining us at home. We love to have your company. And it's always good to have you here with us, Uncle Daniel, as well as each of our boys and girls who worship with us. Thank you, Auntie Leah. It's always wonderful to be here and share our worship time together. Now, I'm just wondering, does anyone have a blessing that they would like to share with us? I have. Thank you, Jaira. What is it? Well, my friend recently started coming to church and her parents aren't Christians. Wow, that's incredible. Praise God for that. Before we begin our worship time, who wants to invite the Holy Spirit to guide us? I will. Thanks, Jaira. Dear Lord, thank you for keeping us safe during the week. Please send your Holy Spirit to guide us during our worship time. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thanks, Jaira. We had quite an adventure finding out all about King Nebuchadnezzar's dream in last week's Bible study, didn't we? I love the book of Daniel. It's an exciting treasure hunt. The great thing about the mysterious dream in Daniel chapter 2 is that God told Daniel what the dream meant. So it's easy for us to solve the puzzle of the symbols used. Let's find a Bible gem that explains why Daniel was able to reveal the prophecy and its interpretation to King Nebuchadnezzar. Janina, would you like to open our jewel box and get our Bible gemstone? Wow, isn't that pretty? What does that gemstone represent? Second Peter 2 verse 21. Sai, would you like to read that? For prophecy never came by the will of men, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Thanks, Sai. This Bible gem reveals that every word written by the prophets was inspired by God. We know Daniel's prophetic interpretation of the king's dream was inspired by God because over two and a half thousand years of history has proven Daniel's prophetic interpretation to be correct in every single detail. Only God could predict the f that far ahead accurately. Do you remember what the head was made of? Gold. gold. What kingdom had gold everywhere? Babylon. And what were the chest and arms made of? Silver. That represented the Medo-Persian kingdom. What were the belly and thighs made of? Bronze. Who were known for the bronze armour on their soldiers? Greeks. That's it. Now, the strong legs of iron, who were they? The Romans. Yes. And finally, the feet mixed with iron and clay represented the nations that now represent modern Europe. Then, this symbolic man was destroyed by a stone cut out without hands. Who did the stone represent? Jesus. Yes, Jesus, that's it. He's going to put an end to all the fighting, destruction and struggle for power and set up his everlasting kingdom of love. And he wants to us to share that kingdom with him. In our Bible study today, 
will discover that King Nebuchadnezzar didn't like the idea of someone taking over his kingdom. So he tried to defy God, but God is always in control. What is our hidden message, Janina? Fulfilled prophecies prove that God's promises always come true. Thanks, Janina. That's so good news for us, especially when we're going through some hard times and we're struggling and it's things seem beyond our control. Let's remember, we can always trust God's promises to help deliver us out of difficulties, as we'll learn later. Thank you, Auntie Leah. Knowing what is going to happen in the future helps us to get ready for Jesus' soon return. Uncle Daniel, Brayden is here. So he is. Welcome, Brayden. It's always good to have you here with us. Hey, thanks, Uncle Daniel. Guys, it's really good to be back with you guys again. Does anyone know the song, Anywhere with Jesus? Yes. yes. You guys know it? You know, you're about to learn in your upcoming Bible study that it's always safe to be with Jesus. Let's sing this song together. Anywhere with Jesus I can safely go Can we please sing The King Has a Treasure House? We can, and this is actually one of my favourite songs. The King has a treasure house of promises, gifts from heaven above. In his word are many, many promises offered us in love. God gives us courage to Brayden, can we please sing the seventh is the Sabbath of the Lord? That's a really big name for a song, isn't it? Let's sing it together. One, two, three, four, five, six days a week. God gave to us for work and play. One, two, three, four, five, six days a week. Rested on the seventh day. God invites us all to join Him on the seventh day of rest. For He called that day the Sabbath, and He promised we'd be blessed. One, two, three, four, five, six days from us. The seventh is the Sabbath of the Lord. Amen! Thanks for singing with us, Brayden. It's story time again with Dr. John. Hello, boys and girls. I'm Dr. John, and it is so wonderful to see your happy faces. And I'm looking at the boys and girls right around the world. And I'm glad that you are with us too. I want to tell you about Dr. Harry and his seasickness. He lived in America and he decided to go to China as a missionary. 
He'd never been on a boat before and he got so seasick. He did nothing but vomit for three weeks. And when he got to Japan, he was so weak. And he went to a cook and he said, I've got just the thing for you. And he got out this strange looking stuff that Dr. Miller had never seen before. You know what that's called? Tofu. And it doesn't taste much by itself, but if you fry it and put vegetables with it, it's very nice, he said. How did you make that? Oh, that's made from the soya bean. Really? It's very good. And so he went to China and he never forgot the soya bean and the tofu. And when he got to China as a doctor, he saw the saddest sight. He saw little babies dying all the time because they were orphans and they didn't have mother's milk. He decided, I need to invent something. And somebody said, you can actually make milk from soya beans. Really? So he got some and he boiled them up and he strained it out. But you know, soya bean has a very bitter taste. And it took him a long, long time until he found a way of doing without boiling, but using steam. And you know, Dr. Miller came to my house when I was little. That's what he looked like when he went to China. And he thought, I need to look like a Chinese. And all the Chinese men, you can't see it there, but they had pigtails. They call them a queue. And he thought, I'd better have one. It's going to take a long, long time. So he got some hair. He said to his wife, sew it to the back of my hat. I'll put it on and I will look just like a Chinese man with my cue. And he wore it for a little while until one day the dreadful accident happened. He went in front of a very important Chinese and the Chinese was impressed that Dr. Miller was wearing a cue and as Dr. Miller walked in, the door slammed and he kept walking and everybody laughed at him. He didn't have a cue. And so after that, he decided that he would grow his own hair. And when he went back to America, many years later, they were so amazed at his long hair, except he used to have to curl it up inside his hat and wear it like that so they wouldn't laugh at him. But you know, he came to my house and he borrowed my mother's sewing machine and he made up a bag and he put soybeans in it and he steamed them and then he said, I want your washing machine. Oh no, let me do the washing for you. No, 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 he put the soybeans in and he spun it and out it came and it was beautiful milk. And I've got here a glass of soya milk invented by Dr. Harry Miller. He saved so many lives. He said people will be good if they eat the right foods. And in the Bible, there were four young men who said they would not eat 
the filthy food of the Babylonians. They used to have whole dishes of hummingbird tongues and goats and pigs and birds. And they said, we will eat healthy, just like Dr. Miller did so many years later. And the world owes Dr. Miller a big debt. He saved the lives of millions of babies because he invented soy milk. Thank you, boys and girls. Welcome to our Bible study time. Isn't it exciting to learn about amazing people like Daniel? I hope you're ready to read along as we set off on our next adventure. Bethany, would you please say a prayer for us to begin us? Dear Father, thank you for all the stories in the Bible. Please help us to learn from them and please bless the children who are joining us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thanks, Bethany. Our story today begins in Daniel chapter 3. King Nebuchadnezzar, the most powerful king on earth, gets to thinking about Daniel's interpretation of his dream. He is not fussed on the idea that anyone should take over his kingdom. Not ever. So he tries to assert his own authority above God's authority. Bethany, could you please read verse 1 of Daniel chapter 3. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold, whose height was 60 cubits and its width 6 cubits. He set it up in the plain of Jura in the province of Babylon. In our measurements, this golden statue was gigantic and unbelievably expensive. It stood about 30 meters tall, as tall as a 10-story building and 3 meters wide. That's nearly 100 feet tall and 10 feet wide, on top of a pedestal base. It could be seen for kilometers or miles around. The image of gold from the head right down to the feet and toes was designed to send a clear message that King Nebuchadnezzar was the greatest. He wanted his kingdom to rule forever. And just to reinforce his message, he ordered all the princes and important people throughout the lands he controlled to come and worship the golden image. When the large throng was gathered on the plain of Jura, a herald announced the king's command to bow down and worship the gold image. And if anyone refused to obey the king's command, what would happen to them? Well, Caleb, could you please read verse 6? And whatsoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Does that sound like forced worship to you? Yes. Yes, I think so. Verse 7 tells us that the sound of the horn, flute, harp, and lyre, with all kinds of music, all the people, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped King Nebuchadnezzar's golden image. That is, everyone except Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, some of the Chaldeans, those so-called wise men, were jealous of the ruling positions given to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They thought this was the perfect opportunity to get rid of them. So they dobbed them into the king for not bowing down to the golden image. How's that for gratitude? These were the men whose lives Daniel saved by telling the king about the dream. Anyway, what did the Chaldeans tell the king about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Jaira, would you please read verse 12? These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. Yes, King Nebuchadnezzar was furious. 
He could hardly believe anyone would defy his orders, let alone Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. These men had proven to be reliable and trustworthy in overseeing the affairs of Babylon. So the king commanded that they be brought to him and he offered them a second chance, but with a warning. Shemaiah, could you please read the last half of verse 15? But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Mm. With those last words, King Nebuchadnezzar invited a cosmic showdown. The issue was over forced worship and false worship, neither of which God approves. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego let the king know that they were not obliged to defend their actions. The king was already well aware of the powerful God these men served. They went on to say these words in verse 17 and 18. Thanks, Jeremiah. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the golden the gold image which you have set up. Well, they couldn't have made it any clearer than that, could they? Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego resolved to worship the true living God and him only. They would have been aware of God's promises to his faithful servants in Isaiah 43 verse 2. Let's read the last part together as our memory, memory verse. Okay, let's read it. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Mm. Amen. This promise must have given them courage to stand true for God. But they were also prepared to give up their lives rather than dishonor God if God's plan did not include delivering them from the fire. Nebuchadnezzar had no power to convince or force these God-fearing young men to worship his golden image. When he couldn't get his own way, he flew into a rage, as verse 19 reveals. Sai, could you please read that for us? He spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. Nebuchadnezzar's mighty men of valor bound up Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego with ropes and threw them into the fire. Verse 23 says they fell down helpless, still bound, into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. But the fire was so hot that the soldiers who threw them in, they died instantly. Then what happened? Auntie Leah, could you read verse 24? Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Now here comes the amazing part. What did the king see? Bethany, can you read that in verse 25? Look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Notice the ropes that bound the men had burnt off, and they were moving around freely in the flames. 
Auntie Leah, you have a picture to show us this. Who do you think the man in the middle is? Jesus. Jesus, yes. Then the king called to them and said, Servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. So they walked out from the midst of the fire. Verse 27 tells us the satraps, administrators, governors and the king's counselors gathered together and were watching all of this. What did they notice? Caleb, can you please read verse 27? And they saw these men on whose bodies the fire had no power. The hair of their heads were not signed, singed, singed, nor were their garments affected, and the smell of fire was not of them, not on them. That's amazing. Have you ever been near a campfire? Your clothes smell of smoke when you're close, right? Well, let's see what our torchlight, Mrs. White's writing, says about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Prophets and Kings, page 511. Jaira, would you please read that for us? In a marvelous manner, their faith in the living word had been honored in the sight of all. The tidings of their wonderful deliverance were carried to many countries by the representatives of the different nations. Many countries that had been been invited by Nebuchadnezzar to the dedication through the faithfulness of his children. God was glorified in all the earth. Thank you. What an outstanding witness these men were for God. Not even a whiff of smoke could be smelt on their clothes. Now Nebuchadnezzar changed his attitude completely. Shemaiah, can you please read verse 28? Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. And I have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Yes. Then what did King Nebuchadnezzar do? Jeremiah. Would you please read verse 29? Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation or language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made an ash heap because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Nebuchadnezzar changed his mind about God, but he still had a few things to learn. God never forces worship, not even to Himself as the true God. He is a God of love. He has given us complete freedom to choose or reject Him. But who wouldn't want to be on God's side? He is such a wonderful, caring God who hears and answers our prayers and our pleas for help. As for Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, the king honored their stand for God by giving them an even higher promotion in Babylon. Well. We hope you enjoyed reading along with us. Matthew and Kaylee will tell you how to get the daily devotionals that go along with this story. Got a pen and paper ready to take down the details? (sighs) What do you want? You bored? Yes. Look what I got. Whoa. 
at that. Every day of the week. Where'd you get this? A day of the king.com. Thanks, Matthew and Kaylee. Uncle Daniel, what are we learning about next week? Well, next week we're going to learn about a very strange but true story where King Nebuchadnezzar forgot about God and he became very proud and boastful. We have to wait until next week? Yes, we do. Auntie Leah, can we review our memory verse? That's a great idea, Sai. You can learn it too. Just follow the words on your screen as we say it once more. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall flames scorch you. Isaiah 43, 2. God is always there to protect us from harm, even when things look pretty scary. Jeremiah, what did you learn about the king this week? That Jesus is always with us, even when we can't see him. Mm, he sure is. He hears us when we talk to him. And if we listen very carefully, his voice is guiding us through our conscience and through his word, the Bible. Auntie Leah, is it time for our blessing song? Yes, it is, Janina. Are you guys ready to sing it? Yes. May God bless you and keep me because he first loved me. I know Jesus loves me because he's coming to take me home with him. I know Jesus loves me because he died for me. listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.